your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Beautiful Wednesday, October 14th. Richard Morin with you, of course, bringing you guys uh, the absolute best in daily Arizona Coyotes content. Thanks so much for joining us here. Not a whole lot uh, new to report here on the Coyotes front. The uh, initial surge of free agency has appeared to quiet down just a little bit, but we are still here, of course, bringing you guys daily content Monday through Friday. Today, of course, Wednesday, we're brought to you today by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Okay, let's get into it today. What I want to talk about is, you know, look, if you're a self-respecting hockey fan, I am sure you know about Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts story and podcast. Well, He did mention the Coyotes in one of his thoughts. I believe it was the 14th thought or maybe the 17th thought out of the the bunch. And uh, it was only seven words, but those seven words are enough for us to have an episode talking about maybe what that means. And uh, those seven words were the Coyotes and Flyers talked Jason Demers. So there you go. The Coyotes and Flyers talked Jason Demers. What does this mean? Well, it means that the Coyotes and Flyers talked Jason Demers, right? They talked about a potential trade, sending Jason Demers in the final year uh, of his contract, which carries a three uh, $3,937,500 salary. That is what Jason Demers, uh, well, I guess I should specify that's what his cap hit will be for this year. We know that the Coyotes are looking to perhaps shed some salary this season, maybe get rid of some of those expiring contracts. There are a lot of pending UFAs for the Coyotes heading into this year. Alex Galagoski, Nicholas Jalmerson, who we know will uh, exercise or really hold to the no-move clause in his contract. He will not be going anywhere. Jason Demers, Jordan Osterley, and Ilya Labushkin, but you know, they're both making under 1.5 million. So not really looking at them. Uh, of course, Antti Ranta, uh, we're looking at Derek Stepan. So a lot of pending UFAs after this season. Jason Demers is one of those veteran players who, you know, maybe the Coyotes would look to move if, uh, if there was a good deal there. And now we know that the Flyers uh, were at least talking with the Coyotes and Bill Armstrong about Jason Demers. So what does this mean? Does this mean that there's gonna, a deal is going to get done? Maybe, maybe not. I think the biggest thing to, to consider here is uh, how long how long ago was this talking? Was this talking, uh, you know, yesterday? Was this talking a couple of weeks ago? Because uh, the Flyers did make a pretty big move in free agency um, by signing Eric Gustafson to a one-year, $3 million deal. Gustafson... Uh, can play both sides of D. Of course, Jason is a right-hander. Gustafson is younger and is going to make less money. So you kind of think that Eric Gustafson might have been, you know, Philly was looking for a guy like Jason Demers, like Eric Gustafson, and uh, maybe they got it. Maybe they got it with Gustafson. Maybe now uh, they're not exactly going to be looking for another right-handed D-man. 
or maybe they will. I mean, we know they're pretty solid on the left side with Ivan Provorov, uh, Shane Gostisbehere, and you know Travis Sanheim, Robert Hag, and uh, and those guys are going to be their their kind of left-handed D. We know Eric Gustafsson can play both sides, um, and then their only other right-handed D, Justin Braun and Philip Meyer. So would the uh, would the Flyers still be interested in Jason Demers? I'm not so sure. I think what this speaks to more though is really that the Coyotes really are looking to move contracts. And it was it's something we've theorized, right? We've said, oh, maybe they're going to look to move Kemper. Maybe they're going to look to move Goligoski, blah, blah, blah. You know, obviously we know they they look to move all of Reckman Larson. So this kind of further validates that theory that, yes, the Coyotes are really trying to move out some of these contracts. And maybe they're not going to be an all-in team next year. Maybe they are going to do a little bit of a soft rebuild or a retool or whatever the heck you guys want to call it. It's not competing. It's something else. It's taking a step back in order to take a step forward. That's what it seems like the Coyotes are really going to be doing here. So interesting to note, uh, there's not really a whole lot we can expand on. Again, I think the Eric Gustafson signing... Maybe that happened after the discussions, you know, with Jason Demers. Maybe they're still looking for a right-handed D-man, and they would be interested in a guy uh, like Jason Demers. The Flyers right now, as it stands, have the cap space to take him in, although not by very much. So remains to be seen. Maybe there'll be another suitor. Maybe somebody will be interested in Alex Galagoski, although uh, you could argue he's not as good of a defenseman, is older, and commands an even higher salary. So um, I'm not sure how much you could get for... Alex Galagoski, I think you could get a good amount for Nicholas Jalmerson, but again, we know that Nick is not going anywhere. He is going to uh, exercise his right uh, in the new, new no-move clause in his contract and not go anywhere, so his $5 million salary will remain with the Coyotes. And Derek Stepan's an interesting guy, too. I think Stepan is worth keeping around. Now, he makes more money than any of those guys. He makes $6.5 million. He's 30 years old, and he's a center. Derek has really declined faster than you would expect a player of his age to decline over the past few years. But look, I know Oliver Ekman Larson is the captain, but I said this on the pod. I think it was the episode where we had Matt Lehman. Uh, I really feel like this is Derek Stepan's team, and I have felt that way for a while. You know, he really commands that room. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in that locker room every day uh, for the past three years. It feels more like Derek's team than it feels like Oliver's team, uh, to be honest with you. So uh, I think Derek's a guy worth keeping around. He's a guy that can help uh, somebody like Barrett Hayton come along the way he sort of helped Clayton Keller come along in his first year. Uh, I think I think Stepan is worth keeping. I know it's a high price tag. I know you want to get something for him. He's a guy where Derek Stepan, I'd look at keeping him this year and maybe finding a suitor at the deadline, especially if Derek can take a step forward. I think I think a guy like that could have a lot of value, some playoff experience, you know, a right-handed centerman. I know $6.5 million, that's a big deal, but uh, that's a deal that you could move to a contender at the deadline, I think, and you still get the benefit of, you know, keeping him with you for at least, you know, most of the year. So that's personally what I would look to do with Derek Stepan, although I would not say no if someone was like, hey, trade me, you know, Derek Stepan right now and I'll give you, you know, all this great stuff. I'd be like, yeah, obviously I'm going to do that. But uh, I don't think that's really realistic. Guys like Oligoski, though, and and Demers, I would be interested in trading and, and, and Ronta as well, but we're going to focus on the defense today. I'll tell you why it makes more sense to trade from this defense coming up right after this. All right, from the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea that you control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs, 
and fans do, or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. Erectile dysfunction used to be as tough to tackle as a slippery quarterback, but now there is Roman and it is a lot easier to tackle and to talk about. You can complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is deemed appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The entire process, guys, one, it's straightforward, two, Simple and three, and most importantly, it is discreet. Okay, go to roman.com slash locked on NHL today. If approved, you'll get 15, that's one five dollars off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Don't forget that link, roman.com, right in the address bar slash locked on NHL. All right, guys, and we are back here on Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're talking a little bit about, we're kind of all over the place today, but that's okay. It's one of those days where we're sort of taking something and running with it, and that is Elliot Friedman in his latest 31 Thoughts with seven key words. Those seven key words being the Coyotes and Flyers talked Jason Demers. So we know that these two teams, at least according to Friedman, uh, had discussions about right-handed defenseman Jason Demers, the 32-year-old uh, player for the Coyotes, one of the the older players on the team who's spent a lot of time opposite Oliver ekman Larson, gets a lot of minutes for these Coyotes. But we also know the Flyers signed Eric Gustafson uh, in this most recent free agency, and Gustafson fills a lot of the same roles for a little bit less money and also a little bit more youth uh, than Jason Demers possesses. So maybe the Flyers are out on Demers, but that doesn't mean anybody will, and it doesn't mean the Coyotes should stop uh, looking and, and I'll tell you why because right now they're looking pretty deep on defense you know especially since they kept Oliver Ekman Larson right we know about the uh, deadline that was last Friday where the Coyotes had to either trade him to the Boston Bruins or the Vancouver Canucks the uh, Coyotes were not able to complete that trade so it does look like Oliver Ekman Larson is going to return as the captain for the third uh, season of his tenure uh, with the Coyotes uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens here um but the reason I think they could really stand to lose Goligoski or uh, Demers for that matter, and of course we mentioned before on the episode Nicholas Yalmerson not going to be going anywhere. He is going to hold to that no-movement clause in his contract so that he will be here for the final year if his deal, $5 million, he is owed uh, by the Coyotes, at least in terms of his cap hit. So what I'm trying to say here is there are some good defensemen on this team. Jacob Chikrin, you know, obviously he's a core piece. You've signed him through 2025 at a $4.6 million deal. He's 22 years old. Honestly, that deal could end up being huge value for a player uh, of Chikrin's caliber. Chikrin is an interesting guy, right? We saw him at times this past year, um, you know, really looked like the best defenseman on the team. He really looked like the most improved player at points, you know, really when that's when the season got going and really into the early winter months. And then he really took a step backward and kind of reverted to his old habits. Not necessarily surprising for a player in his early 20s, but again, he's a guy that's been playing uh, in the NHL since he was 18. So, um Maybe you wanted to see a little bit more consistency out of him. I think, obviously, that's going to be something big to look for in Chikrin's game uh, this coming year. Another guy I want to talk about is Jordan Osterley. And I know he had his troubles this past season and was a healthy scratch from time to time. 
but Jordan Osterley might have been the Coyotes' most consistent player in the playoffs. Seriously, go back and watch those games. Jordan Osterley was a beast. He really stepped up. Going to be 26 this past year. Uh, I'm sorry, going to be 28 this coming year. $1.4 million uh, for his cap hit, and then he will be an unrestricted free agent. Jordan Osterley could be an interesting guy to watch. I mean, he's kind of getting up there in age, but if Jacob Chikrin is your future, you know, top pairing, uh, you know, right defenseman, maybe Osterley could really settle in there as your second pairing guy on the left side. Really impressed uh, with what we saw from Jordan Osterley uh, in the playoffs and beyond, but there's more guys than that. There's depth players uh, on this blue line that could really make an impact here at the NHL. We're going to get into those names right after these words. Guys, you know I love that cookies and creams, the new flavor for the improved built bar, right? I Oh my god, I love these things so much, guys. It's not even it's not even funny. These six new flavors, the 12 original flavors. These bars are healthy and I know you might be thinking, but you you're telling me that they're covered in chocolate. They're covered in 100% chocolate. How could they possibly be healthy? They are. I I don't know how they do it. I'm not a scientist, but guys, it's healthy. Seriously, great for the health conscious guy who can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. It's low calorie, low sugar, but high protein and high fiber. So that's all good stuff right there. Looking at that flavor profile for my cookies and cream, you know I'm doing it. 17 grams protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. I mean, it's literally insane how good this is. And uh, guys, Built Bar, they've reset the promo code for this relaunch. Free cooler with purchase. That's right, a free cooler, okay, while supplies last. So get on this real quick. Go to Built Bar. That's B-Y-L-T-B-A-R.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's right, 20% off at BuiltBar.com when you use that promo code LOCKDOWN. All right, guys, we are back here on Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are kind of talking Coyotes defense in today's episode. What's going on with the Coyotes D? Uh, are they going to make some more moves? And I really think they can afford some more moves. We talked about some names. Obviously, we know OEL is coming back. Uh, we know Nicholas Jalmerson is coming back. And, of course, we know uh, Jacob Chikrin is coming back. We know for sure these guys are not going to be traded before uh, the beginning. Of the or at least we're pretty certain. Uh, we can safely assume Jordan Osterley, who we talked about before the, the break, will also uh, certainly be on the team. The guys I think we're looking at is Alex Goligoski and Jason Demers. Those are the guys we're looking at. I think you're going to see Jordan. Uh, I'm sorry. I think you're going to see Ilya Labushkin uh, playing a role on this team. I think as a third pairing right defenseman is certainly nothing to scoff at. This guy who can play physical, still relatively young at 26. Not the fastest, not the most athletic guy in the world. Certainly not the most offensive presence on the blue line, but he's a rough and tumble kind of guy. I think even Bill Armstrong would agree he's a little bit of a cactus and one of the few cactuses by his definition that the Coyotes possessed before he took over. Um, The other guys I want to talk about, though, is these defensemen who I think are ready to take a step here. Uh, I'm going to leave Victor Soderstrom out of this group because I think it's important for him to maybe bake this year in the AHL. I honestly think that maybe it would have behooved Soderstrom to play in the AHL last year as well but I understand you know you're 18 you know you just got drafted maybe you want to spend some more time at home but I think really this is the year uh, Victor needs to be in North America I think he needs to be in Tucson and bake there a little bit could maybe see some play later in the year but certainly I I, I would like to see him uh, in Tucson the one guy that really interests me is Kyle Capobianco and I think 
in, in, a, in a situation where Oliver Reckman Larson wasn't here, if you went down your left side and you had Jacob Chikrin, Jordan Osterley, and Kyle Capobianco, I think you're pretty happy with that. I think Kyle is really ready to, to make an impact here. He's 23 now. He's had some cups of coffee in the NHL. Honestly, was looking really good till he had a devastating injury a couple of seasons ago. But the Coyotes just re-signed him two more years, $775,000. So obviously an extremely cheap deal uh, for a player that really hasn't touched the, the NHL at this point in his career. I really think that Kyle is ready. But there's not really a whole lot of room for him for him here, right? And I think, I know, I think Jordan can play you know, the right side maybe, but uh, I think if all of Reckman Larson is on this team, I really don't see a place where, you know, Kyle Capobianco is on this roster, especially if you have another left-handed defenseman in Alex Goligoski coming back for next year. If the Coyotes can't trade Alex Goligoski, which it seems is proving difficult with his age, uh, declining production, and, you know, pretty high salary cap hit relative to all of that. Uh, it's proving a little bit difficult to trade Alex Goligoski. I know Alex can play the right side, but, you know, the it makes it all the more difficult for guys like Kyle to make this roster, right? Because you've got to fit Jason Demers on that right side. You've got to fit Nicholas Yalmerson on that right side. And you're probably going to have to fit Alex Galagoski on that right side as well. So maybe Ilya Labushkin is your scratch. Of course, you have Aaron Ness as well. You know, I know Aaron Ness can probably go down and play in Tucson, but Aaron Ness is going to be in the mix as well. Maybe Jordan Gross, another right-handed defenseman whom the Coyotes re-signed in the past couple of days. So where does Kyle Capobianco fit in? I think this is a real shame because I think Kyle is a real player. I really do. I think this kid has a lot of talent. He's fast. He can command a power play. I think he has a lot of potential. I really do. And the Coyotes just really haven't been able to give him a fair shot because they have a lot of veterans signed to this blue line, like Demers, like Goligoski, like Yalmerson. These are all good players, but these are not players that are going to help the Coyotes pass this year. And honestly, they're not really going to help the Coyotes a whole lot this year anyway, because they're not going to compete for much. And that's just the reality of the situation. So uh, honestly, if you're not moving out one or two of these guys, I think you're really doing a disservice to your team. And you're certainly doing a disservice to Kyle Capobianco, who I absolutely think needs to be playing in the NHL this year. He, you need to see what you have from this kid. He's 23. He's ready to go. You know, he's been in Tucson for a long time now, and he's shown you everything you need to see out of him in Tucson. So I, I really think you need to see Kyle on this team. But to do it, you need to move out guys like Jason Demers. So, Bill, keep talking to Philly. Keep talking to other teams that might be interested in Jason Demers or might be interested in Alex Goligoski and, you know, I don't know if Bill is just holding out because he thinks he can get better deals for these guys. And and if he if he is, I commend him for that. But I'm not so sure it's prudent. Like, I'm not so sure it's say, hey, you know, I need to get X, Y, and Z for these veteran defensemen on expiring deals. Bill, I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to go because if you if they end up calling your bluff and you end up with all these guys back in your team this year, like I said, I think you're doing a big disservice to your team. I think you're doing a big disservice to Kyle Capobianco and the future of this team. And I think Kyle Capobianco is... is could be a really core piece, but you're never going to know if you don't give him the playing time in the NHL. So I don't know what's going to change, but like I said, with all the all the I mean all the blue liners on this team, I mean you know Oliver's going to be there, right? You know Nick's going to be there, and if Galagoski uh, and uh, Demers come back, then your last two spots are probably going to Osterley, who deserves a spot after how he performed in the playoffs, and Jacob Chikrin, who you've already committed to long term. Boom, that's your sixth defenseman right there. There's no room for guys like Kyle Capobianco on this team. So we'll see what ends up happening with all that. Of course, we'll keep our, our eyes and ears peeled for any trade rumors and things like that. Of course, we'll be updating you uh, on Locked On Coyotes. Every 
every single day, Monday through Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's all the time we have for today's episode, but we'll be back tomorrow, of course. Until then, we'll see ya.